Welcome to the Hornets Hivecast, presented by Charlotte Eye, Ear, Nose, and Throat Associates, the official eye, ear, nose, and throat care provider of the Charlotte Hornets. Here's your host, Sam Farber. Welcome to another edition of the Hornets Hivecast, your Hornets podcast with all the notes, quotes, and daily buzz around your favorite NBA team. I'm Sam Farber, and it is a pleasure and a privilege to have you with us here once again on the Hornets Hivecast, brought to you by Senta, Charlotte Eye, Ear, Nose, and Throat Associates, the official eye, ear, nose, and throat care provider of the Charlotte Hornets. It's a game day edition. Hornets continue their road trip today in Indianapolis. They'll take on the Pacers, a site of a recent road victory for the Hornets. These two teams will rematch, hopefully, It'll end up in the win column for Team Teal once again. We will give you our game preview, talk power rankings, and talk with a new guest here to the HHC. You see his work on WBTV Channel 3 in the Queen City. Cam Gaskins, one of their sports reporters extraordinaire, joins us for the first time here on the Hornets Hivecast. Cam, thanks so much for joining us. Yeah, man, happy to be here. We're thrilled to have you. Tell me a a little bit about yourself for the fans here of the Hornets and the Hornets Hivecast who uh, maybe have not met you yet in your travels around as a sports reporter and covering uh, Queen City sports and the Hornets included. Yeah, sure thing. So I got to Charlotte uh, just about a year and a half ago. I started right before football season of 2022. And before then, I was working uh, in Columbia, South Carolina, doing a lot of college athletics with uh, South Carolina Gamecocks, Clemson Tigers, uh, kind of all around the Palmetto State. And then before then, uh, I was working in Macon, Georgia. And that's originally where I'm from, uh, is the state of Georgia. I grew up just outside of Atlanta, went to college uh, at the University of Georgia, uh, where I decided to, to pursue a career in broadcast journalism. And yeah, now here I am, uh, what, some six, seven years later, uh, working working in the Queen City and couldn't be happier about it. There's a lot of proud Bulldogs in the uh, Charlotte Hornets coverage team. Of course, Ashley Shamity, the sideline reporter for the Hornets, another proud Georgia alum. Uh, we're thrilled to have you here. Uh, we know that a, a big part of the coverage there at WBTV uh, that you guys do so well is covering high school football, NFL football, college football, all of which is starting to wind down to a close. And quite frankly, it fits in nicely because there are a lot of fans out there that eat sleep breathe everything Charlotte Hornets and then there's also quite a few who will range about and and kind of come to the Hornets as football season starts to wind down what are some of the things you're looking forward to seeing more of as your football coverage winds down and your basketball coverage ramps up yeah, so I think as we get into the months of January and so on, it really starts to become solely basketball season here in uh, in Charlotte. And, uh, you know, frankly, no disrespect to the Panthers, but their season has kind of been over for, for a while at this point. So the last couple of games are more or less a for, just a formality for us to cover, and we're already looking ahead to next season. So uh, definitely excited to, to kind of get out into the heart of the season for the Hornets out at the Spectrum Center a little bit more consistently this season. As we get into the, you know, the, the middle stretch of the season, we start to see a healthier roster. I think that's the thing I'm most looking forward to is seeing, you know, seeing Clifford get to roll out the guys that he really wants to roll out, not just the guys that he has to because of injuries and things like that. It feels like that's been you know, one of the big the big storylines for the team this season is, you know, again, injuries just kind of preventing the team from seemingly being able to reach its full potential. And that does leave things in a tough position because on the one hand, yes, uh, the team's record has not been particularly good. Certainly as of late, it's been an even tougher stretch for the team, having lost seven of its last eight, nine of its last 11. But the injuries are such an overwhelming storyline. That entire stretch has included the entire time, basically, that LaMelo Ball has been unavailable. And, and it makes it hard to evaluate the team as a whole because we just haven't seen it whole for the last two seasons. 
things. That said, the last time we did see it, relatively speaking, uh, in tip top shape. It was a team that was in the play-in tournament. It had an above 500 record. The players individually have only matured since then. And so I think it's fair to say that there is reason for optimism that once they're all healthy and back together, that things should fit together and this team could be able to take off. Is that an opinion that you share? I think so, because I think you look at, you know, the, the individual parts on this team, and there's just talent at every position, it feels like. Obviously, we know what a difference maker LaMelo is when he's healthy. We're starting to see Brandon Miller kind of figure things out uh, at the NBA level and really start to show some flashes. Terry Rozier, P.J. Washington can go off at 25 any given night. It is just more about finding that consistency, but you look at the talent all around, and the ability is there, I feel like, across the board on this roster. But again, you know, Cliff just has not been able to put the right pieces together in the way that he's wanted to, it feels like. And it's just hurting them on both sides of the ball. Obviously, offense and defense, it's just difficult to find cohesion and any sort of consistency there. So I feel like, you know, if this team is able to get healthy, again, it's a big if. And I know that, you know, the best uh, ability is availability. And I feel like the, the team really needs to prove that in order to reach that potential. But it's really hard to look at the players they have and to not think that it's possible for, for, for this roster as it's currently assembled. At the very least, at least the first availability that matters uh, for a basketball team. Looking at the Hornets, at least for tonight, as of the recording of this podcast, Gordon Hayward listed as probable as the Hornets take on the Indiana Pacers. So fingers crossed, uh, him coming off of the injured list would certainly be a boost to the team. Still waiting for LaMelo Ball, Cody Martin, Frank Nilakina to make their returns. Mark Williams listed as doubtful as of this recording. Uh, but not the only team dealing with injuries. The Pacers are as well. Uh, Miles Turner's missed the last game or two, and he's uh, listed as questionable with a hamstring injury. Um, there's a couple other guys on that Pacers roster that are a bit banged up as well. So for a change, maybe the Hornets won't be the only injured team, which has unfortunately been the case for this squad the last couple of games. Charlotte will take on the Pacers tonight. Our guest today is Cam Gaskins of WBTV. Check out his work, Channel 3 in the Queen City, and you can find him on social media as well at Cam Gaskins TV. Coming up next, we're going to talk the latest edition of Power Rankings. Where does Cam see the Hornets in the hierarchy of the 30 NBA teams? That's next here on the Hornets Hivecast. Sam Farber, Cam Gaskins here with you on the HHC. The Hornets Hivecast brought to you by Senta. You can see Cam nightly on Channel 3 WBTV in the Queen City. All right, Cam, we've got power rankings as a segment that we like to do, especially with our new guests or uh, less frequent guests, folks like yourself that cover the team, cover the city sports-wise. Get your lay of the land on how Charlotte stacks up against the other 30 teams in the NBA. Clearly, things haven't been going all that well for the Hornets. As I mentioned before, they've lost five in a row. They've lost nine of their last 11. All of that has coincided with LaMelo Ball's absence, but nonetheless, the, the record is what it is. In your opinion, and you can take this any way you'd like, either looking at the last couple of weeks, the last month or so, and judging it off that, or the season as a whole where would you rank the Hornets right now in the hierarchy of 30 NBA teams yeah I think it's really hard to put them you know inside of the top 20 but I don't think it's fair to put them toward the bottom half either so I'd say somewhere in like that 21 to 24 maybe 25 range I feel like with where this team is at currently, um, I think that's about the best place you can think to put them right now. 
And I think that's fair. I, I think, you know, the, the old saying goes, you are what your record says you are. The Hornets record says they're not very good. There are extenuating circumstances. But when those circumstances have lasted for two seasons, it's a little unfair to make an assumption like, oh, well, if they were healthy, they would be a top 10 team. Maybe they would be, but they just haven't been healthy in so long. It's unfair to make the assumption that they would be. So I think it's a perfectly fair spot to put them. The power rankings we are comparing you today is to the athletic. There's a few publications that put these out weekly. Uh, The Athletic had the Hornets at 25 last time they did this. This time they had them at 27. So you had them a little bit higher than that. So I'm going to give you the three teams directly ahead of the Hornets, and I'd like to know, you don't have to give me a reason for all of them, but a reason why one of them, in your opinion, should be below the Hornets at this stage of the game. Your choices are the Portland Trailblazers, the Memphis Grizzlies, and the Utah Jazz. For those fans out there that are not completely up to date on those squads, Portland currently with a record of 6-19. They've lost 7 in a row. Memphis has a record of 6-19. They've lost 5 in a row, but they're getting John Morant back. And then you've got the Utah Jazz, who have a record of 10-17. and Any of those three stick out to you as the one that the Hornets should have been rated ahead of? I think the Blazers kind of might be the the low-hanging fruit on that one. I mean, you look at a team that really doesn't seem to have I mean, any kind of an identity right now, any superstar that you can think of that team from the past decade isn't there anymore. Uh, you know, Damian Lillard, the big trade to Milwaukee last year. Uh, you don't have CJ McCollum there anymore. It, it's a team that doesn't really have much of a face. And then also, I mean, this this might be a little too nitpicky, but you look at kind of the comparison between their first-round rookie and, and the Hornets' first-round rookie, you're looking at Scoot Henderson versus Brandon Miller. It's the, it's the conversation the fans were having all, all summer long and the big like, you know, hot-topic debate. And I think based on what you've seen so far this season, the Hornets absolutely made the right choice in terms of how that, that rookie progression has been going. Now, obviously, you're not going to base power rankings based on one player, but I think all signs kind of point toward the Hornets building towards something at least. And again, we talk about the if they put it all together kind of a conversation. But with the Blazers, it seems like from the limited bit that I've seen from them this season, it doesn't seem like they have much room to grow. It kind of seems like this is what they are for the season. Whereas the Hornets, you've got to like the potential and the capability they have to really grow into their potential in the, in the coming months. Yeah, I'm with you on that one. I think when you look at the Portland Trailblazers, I mean, look, they, they do have some players on that side that definitely have a, a good track record at least in the NBA and have you know had some success previously at, at other stops. A lot is banking on the younger players, the Shaden Sharps, the Scoot Hendersons, uh, to really find their own and start to thrive. But look, Jeremy Grant's been a good player in the league a long time. DeAndre Ayton's a former number one pick. Anthony Simons has some talent. Malcolm Brogdon is a really talented player. So I think there are pieces there, but the fact that it hasn't come together yet for them and outside of an injury to Scoot Henderson, who is the rookie of that bunch, I can't recall one. We don't follow him as closely, but I can't recall one that really sticks out and says, all right, this is the reason why they're 6-19 and right now. I'm with you. I would give the edge to the Hornets. I think, Charlotte, there's much more obvious a reason as to why they are this low in the standings other than they're just not good enough just yet. So that's my reason for optimism, too. I think I would pick Portland as well. All right, we've settled power rankings. Hornets, definitely some room for growth, as we touched on earlier. Based off the latest injury report, Charlotte should be at least getting back. You would think probable tends to lean in that direction, but uh, Gordon Hayward lists is probable coming off of a stomach virus. He's missed the last couple of games. If the Hornets get him back, provides a lot more depth. And as of this recording right now, Indiana is at least got some question marks on a few players, in particular their big Miles Turner, who has missed the last couple of games. So we'll have our game preview for you next. Hornets visiting the Pacers tonight. We'll preview it next after this quick break here on the Hornets. I've cast. 
Sam Farber and Cam Gaskins of WBTV Channel 3 in the Queen City, our guest here today on the HHC. And you can find his work nightly on Channel 3 and also, of course, find him on social media at Cam Gaskins TV. All right, Cam, it's game preview time. Hornets taking on the Pacers the first time around. It was a thriller in Indianapolis. Charlotte won 125 to 124. It was the defense of LaMelo Ball on the final play that clinched victory for the Hornets. He ended up one-on-one with Tyrese Halliburton, who's, of course, had a very, very strong start to the season. Locked him up there in the close, tipped the ball into the backcourt, and the Hornets end up coming away with the one-point win. Uh, it was a thrilling game. Hornets are hoping to duplicate the result even though they will be without the services of LaMelo Ball tonight. Here's how we work our game previews. I am going to ask for a player to watch from the Hornets, a stat to watch, and a player to watch from the Pacers. You give us your picks and uh, I'll follow suit with mine trying not to copy too many of your answers. So why don't we start with a player for the Pacers. Anyone in particular stick out to you as a player to watch? Yeah, so I know you just kind of ran through uh, the play that are out tonight um and i gotta be honest some some games it's a little hard to keep track of that from from game to game but but terry's playing tonight right he is as as of now i mean i I, hopefully there's no breaking news coming on anyone else we certainly don't need any more but yes yeah i I gotta say terry i know there's there have been some offensive inconsistencies but when Lamelo's out and and terry kind of has to play more on ball when he gets hot he's a guy that can just fill up a stat sheet and yeah so it it might be hit or miss i might look like a genius for this one or i might look like i don't know anything about basketball um and i'm probably closer to the latter but i think terry is a guy that absolutely uh can be a difference maker when he when he's going right and i think he has a chance to do that tonight it's never a bad idea to pick Terry Rozier, he's poised to make a little Hornets history tonight. He's within a shot or two of moving into the top five in Hornets franchise history for career scoring. He's just outside of the top five behind Glenn Rice, so we'll see if he picks that one up tonight. Certainly like the pick. Good one there. I'm going to go with P.J. Washington for this one. Uh, P.J. has been plugged into the starting lineup, or at least he had been uh, with the absence of Miles Bridges. He should be back tonight. Uh, I think P.J., if things go as they're supposed to would go back to a off the bench type of role and can really lead that second group something that he's done a good job of so far this season he's had quite a few games where he's scored in double figures he's kind of been the captain of that group knocking down threes and he's been part of the closing group as well which obviously was significant last time around for the Hornets so for a variety of reasons I've got PJ Washington circled as my player to watch here tonight for the Charlotte Hornets next up where do you want to go How about a step to watch is there something other than points because that's cheating obviously points will determine the winner of tonight's game but other than that is there a statistical category you have your eye on tonight for the Hornets versus the Pacers this is going to kind of be an umbrella step but I just want to see the defense improve if that's you know if that's anything to do with opponents field goal shooting percentage uh, if that's anything with turnovers steals uh, anything like that I feel like you want to just look for something defensively that shows that they're starting to kind of gel and, and, and find some sense of identity even in the midst of all these injuries. Um, so I, I, that might be a cop out of an answer, but I think just any stat that shows you defensively this team has kind of taken a little bit of a step forward. I think that's something that is really critical for this stretch to, to see that uh, from, from that side of the ball. I think it's more than fair to look at uh, based off the statistics, defensive rating. Indiana Pacers are ranked 29th. The Hornets are ranked 28th. So uh, based off that, it might look a little bit like arena football. I think the healthier the Hornets get, particularly 
particularly at the big position, the better off they'll be. Uh, without Mark Williams, that's really caused the team to struggle uh, a bit more than normal. But I, I do think that Charlotte getting back Miles Bridges, having P.J. Washington back in the fold, having Nick Richards playing pretty well coming off a double-double, that lines them up to at least be better on the defensive side. And also have to factor in as well. Miles Turner, questionable. He missed the last game for the Indiana Pacers, which was a loss. Their fourth in a row, I might add, this one to the LA Clippers at home. And there was no defense at all played in that one. It was 151 to 127. The Clippers scored at least 37 points in every single quarter. So it truly might be like arena football. A little bit of defense could go a long way. My stat to watch for this one, based off reputation, the Indiana Pacers are an exceptional three-point team one that just fires it up at any and every opportunity. But when you really dial it down a little bit more, even though they take in the top 10 in the association in threes per game, and they're a pretty good three-point shooting team, the way that they have won a lot of their games offensively has been based around scoring in the paint. So that's going to be my focus for this one. Pacers leading the NBA with 60 points per game scored in the paint. Charlotte's have been a pretty good paint attack team as well. Terry Rozier really had that going the other day north of the border in Toronto. Hornets, no slouches. Uh, Last time these two teams faced off, Charlotte was the team leading the NBA in points in the paint. Now they're still top 10, scoring more than 50 a night. But while all the attention might focus around the three-point line, and for good reason, that's the modern NBA for you, I do believe that Charlotte, if they can win the battle of points in the paint, both offensively and defensively, they'll have a much stronger chance of coming away with the victory. All right, last but not least, we need a Pacers player to watch. Who have you got your eye on? And keep in mind for this one, Tyrese Halliburton, he has been dealing as of late with some injury issues. He is available to go in this one. However, he's not coming off a very good game. Clearly uh, was not his normal shooting self. He went three for 12 from the floor, one for five from three. Did have 11 assists, but only 8 points. This is from a guy who the first time around scored north of 40 against the Charlotte Hornets. So uh, when he's right, he is one of the best in the NBA, but he was certainly not shooting his best self in that last game for the Pacers. Who would you like to select, though, as your Pacer to watch? Yeah, Halliburton, I think, is kind of always going to be the defect uh, answer for this team because any fans who haven't heard of Halliburton, uh, are going to learn about him more this season. He's becoming one of the you know, biggest rising stars in the game. Um, but I'm going to kind of go with the guy that you just said is going to be playing tonight, right? Miles Turner, he's, he's healthy, he's playing. He's listed as questionable at the moment, but he's definitely a, a big factor if he's in there. So I think it's a worthwhile pick. Yeah, so if, if he suits up, he's a guy that I think can really make a difference on both ends of the court. He's versatile. He can provide a lot of flexibility on defense and offensively. He's a guy who I kind of look at similar to P.J. Washington and that he can really get it going from a lot of different levels uh, on the court. So I feel like, yeah, questionable. It seems like they're a little banged up right now with some of their key playmakers, uh, similar to the Hornets. But I feel like if Miles Turner uh, is able to take the court tonight, he's a guy that can definitely make a difference uh, on both ends of the Pacers. Yeah, not as beat up as the Hornets, but they do have a couple more question marks on their team than I think the last time around we saw him. Good pick. I'm going to go with someone who seems to be a bit of a barometer right now for this Pacers team, and that's Benedict Matherin, an all-rookie team selection from last season. He's an exceptional scorer out of Arizona.
Arizona, good guard, and, and it's kind of a stockpile of guards that the Pacers have there, but he has really stood out, and particularly coming off of the bench, he really can provide a lot of punch for this Pacers team. Uh, he scored 30 points or more in two of his last five games. That's a lot of production to be providing off of the pine uh, so he is a big time scorer in that role and when he does score in those kinds of areas the Pacers become really difficult to beat doesn't have to be 30 but if he scores more than 15 points in a game Pacers are 7 and 1 this year if it's less than 15 points in the game uh, let's just say that they're not uh, without 15 points in the game they have a record of 6 and 11 that does include the head-to-head matchup with the Charlotte Hornets Hornets held him to just 8 points in that one so even though he was a positive in the plus minus Hornets eked out a one point win and Matherin was under that number to watch so Benedict Matherin the guy I have circled as a pacer to watch tonight either way however it goes down we know that there'll be great coverage of the game and the Hornets on WBTV with Cam Gaskins Nate Wimberly and company over there we appreciate your guys work your guys coverage and I look forward to seeing you even more at Spectrum Center not a ton of opportunities I'll admit between now and the new year Hornets have that home game on Saturday against the Denver Nuggets to Tickets are available at Hornets.com. But once we ring in 2024, we look forward to seeing you over at Spectrum Center for a lot more Hornets home games. Absolutely. Hoping uh, for a, a much better and healthier second half of the season. But yeah, I can't wait to be at Spectrum Center a lot more and uh, seeing, seeing how this team can finish. And of course, already locked in this agreement, if and when the Hornets win tonight, Cam will be doing all future episodes of the Hornets Hivecast, so long as the win streak goes, correct? Yes? You're putting me on the spot, but yes, <laughs> I can go ahead and agree to those terms. If that's, if that's what it takes to get, get the team turned around, I can, uh, I can make that commitment. Producer Rob Longo will be delighted. Cam, thanks so much for the time. Look forward to talking to you again soon. Absolutely. Thank you for having me, Sam. Thanks to our producer again, Rob Longo. Most of all, thanks to all of you for tuning in. For everyone here, I'm Sam Farber saying it's been a pleasure and a privilege having you along. Tomorrow, Rob Longo in the Anchors chair. He'll have a game review of tonight's contest against the Pacers. That's on the next episode of the Hornets Hivecast. Thank you for listening to the Hornets Hivecast, brought to you by Senta, the official eye, ear, nose, and throat care provider of the Charlotte Hornets. For more coverage, visit Hornets.com.